Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ampliverse Book Club. This month was a very special month because we read the novel, a little novel you may have heard. It's called Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen, an up-and-coming uh, novelist that we're so excited to promote on the show today. So here is the lineup of today's book club. Uh, first off, she had an excellent heart. Her disposition was affectionate and her feelings were strong, but she knew how to govern them. It's Allie. <laughs> it's Eleanor. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, we like that. Next up, she was sensible and clever, but eager in everything. Her sorrows, her joys could have no moderation. <laughs> it's Catherine. <laughs> so accurate like disturbingly accurate oh no it's like horoscope it's like you you pick a random jane austen quote and you're like yes I, oh my god yep. that's me i am a september virgo yes oh yes. my god and then finally she was zealously active as far as her ability reached and missed no opportunity of projecting weddings among all the young people of her acquaintance. It's me, Mrs. Jennings. Mrs. I was going to say, Jennings. is that Mrs. Jennings? Okay, okay. <laughs> I was trying to be like, am I, I don't even remember the third sister, Margaret, Maggie? Yeah, Ma Peggy. Margaret. Peggy? Margaret. Well, I did you like, see my I'm note? Margaret. And I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even her because I don't know enough about her. <laughs> Uh, I thought she was much older till I got to the movie. I won't skip ahead though. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. So we have so much to talk about sense and sensibility. Um, but first we will get started with the age old question that sh starts every book club. Did you like this book? And so we're going to start off with Catherine. Catherine, did you like this book? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay, not to the point. Catherine, let's hear it. Ladies. Let's hear it. What? How was your okay. reading experience? I want to hear so, the story. As everyone knows, I like to audiobook. So I like when we were talking about doing this book, I got on Libro.fm and I bought my audiobook for like a dollar something. I was like, wow, this is great. And then I started listening to the audiobook. And it was an AI voice and I was going to jump off a bridge. So are you kidding me? It was literally no. Siri reading your book. I mean, it was a man Siri. Um, Even worse. <laughs> Even yeah. worse. Even worse. As we know from this book, men are worse. The worst. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I said, nope, not on tonight. And, um, then I went onto my library app and, uh, Libby came through for me and she had it being read by a human being. Okay. Um, and I was like falling asleep at the wheel while uh, trying to drive home from oh Halloween God. Horror Night. Uh, but I was pushing through and uh, finally, 40 something percent, I was like, maybe there's a plot point here. Maybe we <laughs> finally reached a plot point, everyone. Um, and it, it did get more interesting. And then I was in the 60s percentage wise somewhere. And then Libby, uh, backstabbed me and said, Oh, you're done. And pulled the book away from me. Wow. And therefore I did not know where I was at which time I gave up and I was like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to watch the movie. And I watched that on Friday. It was fine. <laughs> She's not my genre. She's not my genre. But uh, yeah, yeah. So good times, good times. So the movie, funny, is that the movie which starred uh, Emma Thompson, Alan, Alan Rickman, uh, Kate Winslet, Hugh Grant, and um, Emma Thompson actually won the Oscar for that movie for adapting it to, so it was, her only Oscar has been in writing and in in adapting I mm. I thought she won acting before that. Let me check. I, I, I and I only and I'm it. only saying that because I feel like I. What did I read about her the other day? Howard's Maybe end. Just, she Howard's end. Howard's end. She did. Okay. She had an Oscar from that. Um, but yeah, she so. Uh, very much like. I don't know, like, I had a fond, uh, when I watched the movie the first time, um, it was very much, like, for me, like, 
this is how I shouldn't read Jane Austen. I should see Jane Austen. Like I had that moment. Like Shakespeare. Yes. I was like, this feels more palatable of like this, this, uh, this style. But I, I mean, I really love that movie. I just, I really love, I love Kate Winslet and Emma Thompson. As a gay man, I love Kate Winslet and Emma Thompson. It's required by law. (laughs) It's required. Uh, And they do a really great job in it. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that we at least had that to like fall back on if any of us, you know, couldn't go on. So. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Allie, how about you? Allie, do you, did you like this book? Uh, My, my like one line review is that this book is the reason why spark notes exist. Um, But here's the thing. Okay, so first of all, I think, RJ, you might have done something similar based on your notes, but I, Mm -hmm. so I kept SparkNotes up as I read it, and every time I finished a chapter, I went back just to make sure, like, okay, I'm, you know, and then I would read the commentary, and SparkNotes does not have spoiler alerts, and I had, (laughs) I had never seen the movie, I didn't know anything going into it, and it freaking spoiled when I was on, like, chapter 20, I was like, are you serious? So if anybody (laughs) out there is watching this... I guess you would probably want to have read it all. I don't know, yeah. but if you're if you're trying to avoid spoilers, Spark this isn't Notes the place not... for you either. If you're well, trying I, yeah. to avoid spoilers, you're, it's very true. But maybe for for in the future for other books, right. Spark Notes does not provide spoiler warnings. So it does. I didn't like that. It, it is truly for your cheating. You want to get the gist of this book so you can talk about it in class. Well, so they will summarize the thing... groups of chapters for you. I'm like oh. right. But they, see, that's how I read when I was in high school and I was uh, feeling bougie and I was reading Faulkner. I read Faulkner. Um, I would read some chapters and then, um, well, the first time, no, <laughs> the second and third times, yes. <laughs> but I would read the few chapters and then I would read um, the summary. I wouldn't read the commentary, okay. just the summary. But I, but you know, Faulkner be like that. I'm like, that's yeah. like a puzzle. It's like a whole literary puzzle. Yeah. This, sorry go ahead Ellie but yeah but besides spark notes yeah and so that's my thing about it is that like if you if you're going to spend a whole chapter on deciding whether or not to go to London when it could be just as succinctly summarized and like they went to like I was I so I'm like okay okay but here my issue is that now that I finished it and once I got to around like chapter 40 I was like fully invested in the drama of it all. Yeah. Okay, so, so like, what was happening sure. in chapter 40? What happened that sucked you in? It was right about the time when they were probably right around the time when like it was revealed to Fanny that Edward and Lucy were engaged. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then by the time that they got to the house in Cleveland and um, Eleanor thought it was Colonel Brandon, but it was actually Willoughby. My jaw dropped and I was like, but the thing about it is that like, do you understand the level of monotony a book has to have in order for that to <laughs> for be shot to be like a gag? <laughs> See, I didn't make it that far. arrival. <laughs> like, so, so that was wild to me. And so, but the thing is, is that like, I think the story itself is, is pretty good. Yeah, I would love yeah. to, like, I would love to see it written in like a modern vernacular because I think, yeah. I think it would still be like, I think it would be much better. And yeah. I'm sure, so, you know, in Jane Austen's days, people were like, go off, like, go but- off. Yes, <laughs> she doth. Yeah, whatever. So, and, I mean, I've never I've never watched like Downton Abbey, but I can imagine that it's probably the same thing where it's like yeah. it's such low stakes that when something that's not like gardening happens, you're like, what? Yeah. 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 See, so like for me, the moment when I was like, oh, God, oh, God, here it comes. A plot. It was when Lucy revealed to Eleanor that she was engaged to Edward. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I was starting to get interested, but it took that long. Okay, so that was your, what was, Ali, what was your first like, oh, now I'm intrigued? 
Well, I, I was I was with the book through, but it was really when I started to get like invested, like mm-hmm. I was very like, oh, what's going to happen next? It was probably around the time when Fanny had her like hysterical meltdown because mm-hmm. she found out that her brother had been secretly engaged. And that's when I was like, what intrigue? Meanwhile, that was like a 30 second scene in the film. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's like a 30 second scene. I mean, I did enjoy it, though. That was a really good scene. I'm not going to lie. I laughed, actually. For me, (laughs) it was when Marianne fell from the horse and then Willoughby like, or or she fell. That was early. I know. It was early. Because I was like, oh, When she's running down the hill. Yeah, she's running down the hill and then he saves her. And I'm like, ooh. And then... The le- the first time I legit like gasped was when she when Eleanor saw uh saw them like give a lock of hair like and then because I know that was an, ended up being like a point of contention of like because he was saying like well you gave me that lock of hair but I want to remember from the audiobook it seemed like he, he like took the lock of hair from her right well so in the book it's it's Margaret who sees it and tells Oh, Margaret. Eleanor. Yes, yes, yes. Margaret, Margaret. Yeah. Not Eleanor. See, girl, I can't. I had to keep the character page open. Okay. To be like, hey, I, didn't, who? I didn't spark notes. I was just like, we're going in. Here's we're hoping. In. Yeah. I think that was. Didn't so for out. me, I, I started reading, uh, you know, because it, the book is uh, in the public domain. So I got a free PDF or a free Kindle book. And then I was going very slow. Like I was going extremely slow that I'm like, I think, I don't think I can do this. So I, I got an audible for a month <laughs> just so I could, cause it was also Rosamund Pike doing, which I mentioned last time that Rosamund oh, Pike yeah. is doing the, the audiobook on audible. And I had previously listened to Emma, which was uh, narrated by Emma Thompson, like two, three years ago. And I really liked that because Emma, that that was also the same time the movie came out. So I was like, I'm all about Emma. Clueless, based off of Emma. I'm like, I am all in on Emma. I want more of the story. Give me the Emmaverse, you know? <laughs> show me every every iteration of the show. Or of this, into the Emmaverse. Yes, into the Emmaverse. Um, so I, I did the audiobook. And I, I will say, like, I feel like her words, and especially when they talk, it is so much more fulfilling and I can understand and I can like capture it better when it is spoken out loud. Um, and, but I did have to keep kind of going back and forth with spark notes just to make sure that like, after I get through a bunch of pages, I'll check spark notes to be like, okay, what was the gist of all of that? Hullabaloo. Okay. Got it. It was, it was Robert. Okay, great. (laughs) You know, like I just had to like, I bet, I bet that those spark note summaries were like one sentence for every chapter. Because, yeah. like, they'll be like, should we buy the table or should we not buy the table for, like, a whole damn chapter? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, you seem happy in the cottage now. Can we just move on? Like, or, like, mm-hmm. when they were supposed to go to Whitwell or whatever and and, and Colonel Brandon uh, had to go back because of his mm-hmm. daughter. But, oh? like, it was a whole chapter of, like, oh, well, surely you like, can stay. Yeah. Please. And he's <laughs> like, I no, can't. I really have to go. <laughs> For a whole chapter (laughs) of just that. Yeah. (laughs) Again, 30 seconds in the movie. I do think it's interesting that you say that, RJ, because I mean, I didn't I didn't even try to listen because I just don't do audiobooks. But to me, like I I just know that I wouldn't have comprehended it. But I do wonder if because we're a little bit more used to that. Like the Jane Austen style, seeing it on screen, right? And so we're used Mm -hmm. to like hearing it less than we are reading it. So it's just a theory, but I do think that's interesting. I I only like read like a physical like words for a book if it's something that I'm taking extensive notes on. Like when Mm -hmm. we read um, when we read the one that you suggested from the New York Times about the um, homelessness. Yeah. I had both the audiobook and the Kindle book taking notes. Like I was that, but that's pretty much the only time that I, that I revert to that, but that's just a personal thing. Not a, not a, so I, I doubt if I had tried to read this book, I would have been like, (laughs) 
<laughs> it is a lot of that. It is a lot of like, okay, all right, okay. Um, I feel like the main. <laughs> I think the what makes the most sense about talking about this book is just through the characters. Um, so let's talk about it. I let's 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 just start with the sisters right now. Let's talk about Eleanor, Marianne, and Peggy, uh, Margaret, which is a nickname for pet for Margaret. So <laughs> um, that works out well. She could have been a Peggy. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Eleanor versus Marianne. And I, it's giving, it's giving like Joe March versus Amy. Yeah, like Amy. Yes, exactly. I see that. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of like the Eleanor kind of being like very sharp, very tactful, very like clear headed. But then Marianne obviously is like more of the emotional one. But I never. Romantic. The romantic, yeah. I never felt though that like the that they resent like Marianne resented Eleanor at any point. I feel like the closest that I could think of was like when she obviously found out that Willoughby is a fuckboy, that she was just like, You never you could never understand like what I'm going through or whatever. And like it's like, well, she she kinda does. <laughs> you should, I thought that know? whole moment was really interesting also. Yeah. By the way. Anyway. <laughs> My so my read on the book was I now understand why Jane Austen is so popular among second wave feminists. And <laughs> please explain. Bold statement. Yeah, yeah. Bold statement. <laughs> please explain. And so, like for me, it was very interesting because, and this is a little bit more thematic of the book as a whole. Yeah. But yeah. what was really interesting to me was that, like, for Eleanor, and and really because, like. The spark, uh, this I'm gonna, I will uh, cite my source and say that Spark Notes <laughs> did point out that Jane Austen like makes it very clear to the reader if she doesn't like a character, like it comes through in the text, yes, for sure. And for so, sure. it for me, like it really came through, especially through like Eleanor's point of view, that like any woman who could have been perceived as emotional or hysterical yeah. was like. That's really embarrassing. Yeah. Like, doesn't doesn't she understand that she needs to be like composed and yeah. courteous and polite and be everything? And right. like, and I think not only that, in in that sense of like a woman has to be this way in order to be respected. Like, a, there's no there's no spectrum of what a woman can be. Um, and especially with like, you know, like there was a lot of like, well, you know. Just be, he only likes her because she's pretty or, you know, and, and I also thought what was really interesting to me too, and, and please feel free to like, you know, challenge me on this, but I thought that even, even when the men were supposed to be villains, mm -hmm. the like impetus for their actions was a woman. So like, yeah, John Dashwood as their brother, like, yeah, he was, you know, like a cheap asshole, but yeah. he also like was very influenced by Fanny being like, bah, bah, bah. Yeah. and then like Lucy, you know, is like masterminding this whole thing behind the scenes of like making, you know, Edward do this and then Robert do that. And even like when Willoughby shows up and is like, drunk by the way and is like like please please oh, i just spit everywhere please hear my side of it he's like you don't understand the woman made me do this and then the woman you know my yes. aunt was trying to take away was my money to, yeah and, you know yeah. and so it's like why let's take a step back here why are we blaming the women for everything right. but that's the thing it's right. like interesting because the way she set it up is that like all of the everyone almost has like it's because you because a woman can't carry the wealth in the family it's like all of the men are either true. looking for women to like keep their status because even like even with um yeah like with willoughby it's like i have to marry a woman that can that that has money and right. like 
even in the crazy, like opening one of the earlier scenes of like Fanny just talking shit about the mom and the three daughters. Oh my god! Of just like no, oh my god, they're not going to be like, like they're a, not going to be able to survive with what, what you give they, them. So there's not yeah. even a point into giving them any well, money or whatever. Well, she's like, she's like, what are they going to do with all that money? That's far too much money it's for them so, to figure like, out what they to barely do with. use. Like so, like they barely need anything. So you w- don't even give them a like that's so much money. But, <laughs> Fanny's like Fanny is like almost a caricature, honestly. Yeah. Like she yes. truly is is above and beyond. And then it's interesting that you that you bring up um because I see both sides of it. I see exactly what you're saying with why why are we blaming everything on the women? Because that mm-hmm. is total bullshit. But at the same time, part of me sees like it's almost some level of power for the woman to be able to be the villain for the woman to be able to take that ownership and say, I was playing, you know, my cards under the table or whatever. Cause it's like the only thing, because they know that's the only way that they can like get any sort of wealth is to Mm -hmm. snatch Mm -hmm. a man. (laughs) I do. I do think that's a good point. And I, I did put in the notes that like, as much of a bitch Fanny is, we must respect the grip that she has on her husband. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, he is a spineless <laughs> coward. She is ass. pulling those strings. <laughs> His ass belongs to Fanny. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, between between Eleanor and Marianne, though, like who who have you uh, who have you like? I don't know. Who do you align with or who do you feel? more kinship towards i think i mean besides being mrs jennings i i definitely i definitely feel uh, i think i want to say that i am more marianne than eleanor but i think in my actions i am definitely like when i problem solve like when when i when someone's like telling something to me my initial thought is like well then just do this and then it's solved and it's like no sometimes people just want to tell you <laughs> like how they feel right. like you don't have to you can just be like oh yeah. i'm so like you know just emote um yeah but i, I, I think I, like i would oh, want God, I to be a marianne like if i was in the story i would much rather be marianne and feel what it, it feels like to to go up and down you know like to go through the throes of it <laughs> i see whereas i'm like so whenever I think about Star Wars and I'm like, <laughs> another famous Jane Austen story. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what character would I want to be? R2D2 hands down. R2D2 is mm. the best character in the whole series. What character? Am I, I love I? this take. Yeah. I love C3PO. That. I'm C3PO. <laughs> like, let's be real. I've got very high anxiety. My my I'm free, I freak out very easily. So unfortunately, <laughs> I believe I'm a Marianne. Am I pleased with that? Absolutely not. That is not the person I desire to be. <laughs> but I cry when I'm mad. I cry when I'm happy. I'm it's honestly surprising yeah. I'm not crying right now. So um <laughs> so unfortunately, while I wish I was an R2D2, I'm a Marianne. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, I'm an Eleanor, but (laughs) I have to say, and like, that's, you know, it's just like, obviously, but I have to say, I do think that they both have their merits. Like Eleanor Mm. is straight up cold blooded. Like it was hilarious (laughs) to me. I there's a number of instances when I was like, this bitch is like (laughs) cold as ice. But I also felt like Marianne was like incredibly relatable just in terms of mm-hmm. like just like feeling your emotion. And like, you know, there was one point where when the whole Willoughby thing was going on, that it was like the only thing that could calm her down was a glass of wine. And I was like, yes, Same. Marianne, <laughs> I get it. You know, so See, it was I so like, funny that Marianne too, like fully like w- was sick after the Willoughby thing. She was yes. like, she could barely get up. I was like, girl, gross, I, girl. I also See, love that thing. Like, while I have, while I, I get the emotion part, totally get the unbridled emotion part. I am absolutely not like that when it comes to like <laughs> that kind of shit. Like, absolutely not. I'm like, bye. Like, moving forward. <laughs> And just the drama of her when she first gets sick and she tries to like walk around the house and be like, yes, I'm so much better. And it's like very dramatic. She's like oh, I'm swooning. 
<laughs> and it's like, I guess I'm not okay. I'm like, yes, it's very, that's very relatable. I get that. <laughs> one, also, one of my favorite Marianne moments was when um, Edward showed up and Lucy and Eleanor were in the room together and it was super awkward. And then Marianne comes in and was like, how have you been? My I love you. You're, you're such a good friend. And then Edward leaves and Lucy leaves. And Marianne was like, why could Lucy not get the hint that we did not want her there? <laughs> she does not try to do anything for civility. She's like, I want people to know what I'm feeling. And I respect that. For sure. My, I think for me, Mary, my favorite Marianne moments were definitely like in the beginning when she was like, you know, the parts I read, uh, <laughs> when she was, she was like, Edward sucks. Edward's boring. I could never see myself being married to a man who like, he doesn't even like the same art that I like. Like what would you right. even oh talk about? Like when she was like, like oh. she's like he's he so could Yeah, he wasn't even good at reading novels aloud. <laughs> girl, go do? to the theater, girl. Go. <laughs> and I think it's for that reason. I'm curious how you feel about her ending up with Colonel Brandon because it felt really out of character for me. I 1000% agree that it, it felt okay. out of character and felt uh, honestly like what you were saying about Austin being like, yes, women have to kind of like fit into this decorum. It was almost like this was her lesson to like, okay, this is what it's like to live through your emotions. You get sideswiped by men. So now that you kind of like understand what, like position and whatever and decorum is that you're finally in the straight path and marry a, a man in his like what 40s 30 he's like 37 oh my god they were like colonel were brandon like, is dying. like 35 yeah 35 yeah. yeah but they were yeah they were like he's dead he's practically dead like, he's, he, his joints he talked about his, his joints, joints. Did uh, yes yeah. another classic marianne of like he's action and marianne's yeah. mom's like what am I? <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, so, so my thing my thing was like I was really just like rooting for Alan Rickman when I watched the movie. I know, in my mind so I was like I I see Alan Rickman. Right. So. <laughs> I didn't even consider um I didn't even consider what it meant that Marianne changed her mind. I just mm -hmm. was like, "Oh, she's not a shallow bitch anymore cuz she almost died." Like yeah. that was that was how I took that on. But I was also the whole time, especially when he was like, I had adopted that baby. And I was like, oh, my God, bless this man. He give Kate Winslet. Come on, cut him some slack. I did think in terms of Colonel Brandon, like all you need to know to understand the character is that Alan Rickman played him. Absolutely. And like, you don't need to do any more analysis. No, Casting did you it all for like you. Understand, and it's like it. you're like okay, oh, then okay, yeah, like, that, okay, yeah, and all yeah. of the decisions that Colonel Brandon did, I was like, yeah, Alan Rickman would do those. Mm -hmm. so, it makes sense now. Yeah, it makes sense. You should really watch the movie, Allie. It I went. Yeah, I was. Book. Yeah, I was. I wa I was like, oh, maybe I can watch it before this, but I I didn't have enough time. But I will. Yeah, and I had to rent it. It's not like it's freely available anywhere, so ah. you have to you have to seek it out. It's like $4 for 48 Well, hours. as long as that money's going to Emma Thompson. And, uh, and Ang Lee. Here's hoping. Yes, and Ang Lee. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, I was glad to see that. That's right. Wow. The, the, the range that this man has. My God. Truly. Good for them. Okay. Uh, should we talk about the men? I mean, we, we have to. We <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will start by saying, as uh, like I do, this is where I share sentiments with Marianne. Because listen, okay, listen. If I am tumbling down a wet hill, <laughs> and and a man picks me with up with dogs, a man, man with, with dogs, dogs mm. saves me. What do you expect? What do you expect? Of course I'm going to be in love with this man. And That's anything fair. he says, any word he says, I will be like, oh my God, yes. Oh, it's That's so fair. funny. You've won me over. Yeah, you've won me over. So that's, <laughs> that's why fair. I was like, okay, I can't blame him. Now, what I will blame him is 
I mean, classic fuckboy behavior. Classic, like, leading the original. you on. Yes, literally the blueprint, the standard, like fully leading her on. And then when it's like, oop, I got to go. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't. I never made any of those. So I'm sorry that you misunderstood all of the things that I did. Right. And then, okay. (laughs) So then when Colonel Brandon gives the whole lowdown to Eleanor. Oh, yeah. And Eleanor's like, like, don't worry, Marianne. He really did love you. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. What? What is happening? <laughs> I couldn't. I could not. I was like, I had to pause it. I was like, I need to walk away for a second. Like, what? I can't. I Ow, my cat is scratching me. Yeah, I like. I could not get over how savage the letter was that he wrote to Mary. Oh my god! I couldn't believe it. And and then he was like, "Oh yeah, well, my wife wrote it." And I was like, "Who's <laughs> believing this? You really want me to believe that your wife like?" dictated this letter for you you wrote that and also like i also just can't get over the fact that he shows up drunk in the middle of the night to see his ex-girlfriend and then he's like eleanor be honest with me (laughs) do you really think i'm an asshole (laughs) and eleanor is like movie okay well in the book it's so did you get to that part in the book catherine no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. So in the book, enough. did any did he come in the middle of the night at all in the movie? No. no oh my god! Like a ball. They go to a ball. And that do they the meet? The, is that where they they see him again? There. They were at like a ball, and they see him, and that's kind of where I was in the book too. So I guess there. Were, I didn't think it was a ball. Okay. Though. I thought it was just somebody's house in the book. Um, but so, she's like, Willoughby, like screams it from across the Is ring. he married at that point? We don't know. Okay. So in, the, in the book, he gets married to this other woman. Mm-hmm. And Marianne is like, oh. They go to Cleveland. Marianne gets sick. And they're like, uh, it looks like the end times for her. <laughs> and so Eleanor right. sends for her mom. Colonel Brandon goes to get oh, her mom. That part and happens, then, but Willoughby's not involved. Oh, okay. And so then yeah. Eleanor is waiting for them to come back and she sees a carriage and she was like, oh, they're here early. And it turns out to be fucking Willoughby. <laughs> and she comes in and Eleanor, bless her heart, she sees him and he sees her and she's straight up turns around, goes to walk out of the room without even saying anything to him. And he's like, he's like, please wait, please just talk to me. And she's like, I will, but only if you stop being violent, sir. And, (laughs) and, and he's, and she's like, uh, should I even talk to him? And then she's like, mm, but I really want to know the tea. So I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> that didn't, did that happen, RJ? And I missed it. It didn't, right? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think that happened. Yeah. Anyway, continue. And, and goes through the whole thing. He's like, you don't understand this and this and this. And it's like, by the end of it, you're like, Eleanor is like, mm, well, maybe I feel a little bit bad for him. But I was like, no, this man is worthless. But then after the end of all of it, he's like, please just tell me honestly. He's like, do you think I'm a knave or like whatever fucking bullshit, you know, old English word. (laughs) But I was like, why would you do that at the end? Just be like, can you be honest with me? And he's drunk. That's the other part about it is that Eleanor is immediately like, oh, no, this man is like sauced and uh, sloshed. Mm hmm. I don't see a quick YouTube did not show up for me. Yeah, I don't I don't think that happened. This cat well, I'm going to murder dramatic. him. Hold on. <laughs> he's trying he's poking holes in my shirt. Marianne meets Willoughby at the ball. Uh God, he was handsome in the movie though. I'll I'll give him that. He um, was. He was handsome. Poking holes in my frozen shirt. What a turd. Sorry. Yeah. That is wild though. That is wild. And I do I love know that. that I and that was that. the part pearls. when I was like, oh like clutching my pearls. Clutching your pearls. Fair. Mm-hmm. See, and I'm, that's the other thing. I'm like, girl, why are you hanging out outside in the rain like for nothing? <laughs> why? For nothing. 
Like, what is the point? I girl, what else is there to do, girl? They live in a cottage, girl. <laughs> she Well, I'll tell you what else to do, because then when she gets better, she's like, I will read for six hours a day, every day. <laughs> right? Perfect. Great. Yeah, instead of almost Okay, dying. Marianne. Uh, I feel like us three would be the the best servants in this cottage because we would <laughs> just be talking about them as soon as they're all asleep. So, they're like, yes. so much shit. And so fully be shit. like, you know he's married. You know this man has a secret. <laughs> My God. Um, yeah, that would be fun, actually. Should I'm we talk about the, the, the Ferrars, the Ferrars? The yes. Ferrars? Who even is that? I don't even remember. Edward, oh, Edward, Edward and his brother Robert. Oh, 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 Edward, oh. Robert, See, and Fanny. Listening to the audiobook, I thought it was like Pharaohs, like mm. like Mia Pharaoh, uh. but with an S. And then when I was watching the film, I had the captions on. I also thought Eleanor was like Eleanor. Yeah. And then when I had the captions on, I was like, dear God, the, none of this is what I thought it was. So anyway, that's what is you that get, not how you say her and, name? It is, but no. I thought it was like. Like, oh, like Eleanor. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I understand. Yes, yes. I I did like in uh, in the beginning of the story. I felt like I thought that it was going to go into Eleanor actually is fond of Colonel Brandon, and that they were going to end up together. Uh, I never pictured Edward in the actual picture, so Mm. it was kind of interesting for me that like at the end, like it became like. Edward all the way because I was like I didn't really think that you liked Edward (laughs) right that's what I that's what I meant by like when that part happened in the book it was clear that Eleanor was like disturbed when Lucy was talking about being engaged to Edward but I was like girl you didn't even tell us that you liked him as readers or your (laughs) damn self like (laughs) like like I, I I don't blame him for not knowing that you don't that you like him that you You, like him yeah you didn't tell anyone. So yeah. what do you expect? Yeah. Because she she didn't want to be embarrassed if he didn't actually like her. So she and didn't want like which he, I, he I relate money. to. Yeah. And it sounds like he had money. And back then that was like not easy for her to not have money and him have money, mm-hmm. I guess. I, yeah, I couldn't get over the fact. And I think when we read, I don't know what time in history that Agatha Christie lived, but I can't get over mm. because in this, because she did this too in, in the book that we read, but when Jane Austen introduced Edward and she was just like, he was kind of ugly. Like I, like, <laughs> I love when like, they do that. <laughs> I truly love it. I really do. Okay, oh my so, God, she did it great. with the women. She talked about the women being yes. plain looking and like yeah. all kinds of shit. I remember that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because remember that one, the one hus, the one wife, was like, oh, she was running, basically like running around on. on yeah, the, yeah, in the know. in the Hercule Poirot book. I don't think this was in the Hercule Poirot book that we read because, as you know, I went off after we yes, read that. Yes, you did. And read you, like were a, you were a Poirot more. stan. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, but in one of them, this guy was like, I think it may have been Death on the Nile. No, it's Murder on the Orient Express. He's like, hey, can you like please look into this for me? I think somebody's trying to kill me. And oh, Hercule yes, Poirot yeah. is like, no, I don't really want to do that. And the guy's like, why not? And he's like, because I don't like your face. Like that's literally <laughs> what he says to this man. And I was like, an yeah. icon, an icon. Yes. So anyway, anyway, they, we're not uh, talking Agatha, about Hercule Poirot. Agatha right Christie was eighteen ninety. Oh, okay, so after. Yeah, way after because Jane Austen was because Jane Austen was like seventeen. <laughs> yeah, it was like seventeen seventy five to like eighteen twenty mm-hmm. or something like that. I I yeah, looked this up. I didn't just you, know this. Yeah, just goes to show you that some things never change. Yeah, some things never change. But it it's just really so funny. If I wrote a book, to, I would definitely be like, this guy was just plain ugly. He just yeah. wasn't attractive. Yeah. I um, I screamed at the letter that Lucy Lucy wrote him to break off their engagement Mm -hmm. because she starts that in the movie please share oh Catherine oh my god (laughs) first of all she starts it up I might I might look this up she starts the letter dear sir which is amazing yeah and she's like since you clearly no longer love me 
I took matters into my own hands and married your brother. If we like, if we don't stay friends, that's not my fault. That's your fault. Please delete my number. <laughs> but you, you can keep my hair. Tee hee hee. <laughs> that was a huge thing. This hair, this lack of hair thing, was huge. Yeah, Weird. that was a that was a thing. Um, do you have any <laughs> approximate knowledge of what chapter this letter was in? <laughs> Um, probably like uh, forty-seven or forty-eight. The, yeah, it, it was, was like om- yeah, it was almost at the very end. Okay. And I also the other thing too about the lock of hair when Willoughby had to send Marianne's hair back, and he's like, "I couldn't even kiss it goodbye." I was like, "You couldn't what? <laughs> what are I'm you sorry, doing what with now? this hair? You, did, you, you, if you, if you didn't send it back, you would have what? <laughs> Just throw it out. What's what's Marianne? gonna do with it it's already been cut off <laughs> that, exactly just, just get rid of it, it. or just yeah. say like you know i kept it or whatever and then just throw it away sew it sew it into a tapestry bless i i don't know where i am because i'm scrolling through like the book um online because public domain but the part that i'm at right now it says the colonel is a ninny my dear because he yeah. is two thousand a year himself he thinks that nobody can marry on less He's a ninny. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, that was weird. When Marianne was like, you can only have one love in your life. After your first oh, love, yeah. that's it. And so that's what, like, what was like the main reason why she didn't want to be with Colonel Brandon. She was like, well, he's already been married once before. I'm like, girl. Okay, also it's chapter the- 49. <laughs> okay. 49. God bless. It's a couple pages into chapter 49. I don't have page numbers. But it it starts, Dear Sir, which (laughs) I think on its own is a really great start to a letter to your former lover. Um, Also in the the movie, I kind of was under the impression that uh, Fanny knew about the engagement with Lucy and Edward Mm. for a minute there. And that Fanny was like orchestrating it intentionally because Mm. she was this massive bitch to Eleanor, (laughs) but she was like super nice to Lucy. And then they're like chilling in the parlor. This is when that part happens that I told you where she like loses her shit. And it's like, but it's really quick. They're chilling in the parlor and she's like, you know, there's this guy that I like. And Fanny's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, good for you, bro. And then Lucy's like, and you know, his family has a lot of money. And then, and then um, she's like, well, all they have to do is meet you and they won't care that you don't have any money. And then she tells her and she whispers it in her ear and then she starts hitting her physically. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh I was my God, no, my bad. <laughs> does, does Lucy have a sister in the movie? Another no, character. I did, I did get to that in the book, though. Oh, okay, no, another character that Jane Austen was like, she looked horrible. Okay, you said 49. There was nothing flattering about her. <laughs> this 49. flat-faced bitch. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Jane, okay, that's my God. 45. God bless. I'm going to find this, whether it's during this or not. <laughs> um, I, I, I also feel like Edward got off too easy. Like, yeah, I just I didn't feel because he does kind of explain like, oh, well, it was just a boyhood fancy and then it went too far and blah, blah. And he's like, you're too desperate, girl. Like, why are you like, don't forgive him. At least make him buy you a bottle of wine or something. (laughs) Yeah, I just got to that part. Exactly. It was a foolish, idle inclination on my side, said he the consequence of ignorance of the world and want of employment. Had my mother given me some active profession when I was removed at 18 from the care of Mr. Pratt, I think, Damn. nay, I am sure it would never have happened. Blame it on your mother. Again, <laughs> his Again. mother. <laughs> An evil crone woman that everyone okay, hated. I found the letter. Are you going to read it? Being very sure, I have long lost your affections. I have thought myself at liberty to bestow my own upon another and uh, have no doubt of being as happy with him as I once used to think I might be with you. 
I am sworn to accept a hand while the heart was another's. Sincerely wish you happily in your choice. Oh, happy in your choice. And it shall not be my fault if we are not always good friends, as our near relationship now makes proper. I could safely say I owe you no ill will, and I'm sure you will be too generous to do us any ill offices. Your brother has gained my affections entirely, and as we could not live without one another, we are just returned from the altar and are now on our way to Dwalish for a few weeks, which place your dear brother has great curiosity to see, but thought I would first trouble you with these few lines and shall always remain. Your sincere well-wisher, friend, and sister, Lucy. Amazing. Wait, wait, there's a PS. Read after the PS. Okay, okay, wait, wait. <laughs> I have burnt all your letters. <laughs> will return your picture, the first opportunity. Please to destroy my scrawls, but the ring with my hair, you are very welcome to keep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> kind of invested and like like that kind of And like, then the like, book what? ends like literally two chapters know, after that. You're like, damn, Jane. <laughs> Just like Lucy, she couldn't even write the letter before she got married. No, like absolutely she not. Why? She, like her, well, her and Robert were so in love that they had to get married thought. before she could write the letter. Well, here's my thought in the movie. And I assume this is, is what happened in the book. You please correct me in the movie. When his <laughs> for those family who read found it. out about, for those who read, please correct. Um, <laughs> when his family found out about the secret engagement to Lucy, they wrote him out of the will, right? And so Edward or Edward wasn't getting anything and Robert was getting everything. So I bet that bitch, I bet Lucy was like, we got to go get married before your family finds out so we can still get all the money. Mm-hmm. And so then after they were married and they couldn't do shit about it, then she was like, ha ha, motherfucker. Like, that's <laughs> my best guess. It was kind of, yeah, it was basically like that. Uh, and then, but then Jane Austen was like, yeah, but he, st- the mother still loved Robert more. And so she could more easily forgive him than Edward. And he still ends up with like all the money. So. Damn. It's bullshit. That is bullshit. Um, I also, in terms of like the characters, mm-hmm. uh, the, I don't know how much they were in the movie, but the Palmers um mrs were those jennings the ones that owned the house um oh my god was that was that imelda was that imelda yes. stanton yeah oh yes. my god i fucking loved imelda stanton and i did love mrs palmer in the book she was fucking hilarious because I- hugh laurie was not having it in the movie in the book nothing <laughs> like never was there a better example of a couple that just absolutely hates each other should not yep. be together and like Mr. Mr. Palmer could say like the most insulting thing and Charlotte would be like oh, <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. In the book at least, she gives birth. And Mr. Palmer is like, I don't know, it it looks like every other baby I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember I do remember this now from the movie of like Hugh Laurie just being absolutely like sure. It was house. Hugh Laurie was just playing house as Mr. Palmer. But then it was also it there was also like Eleanor was like, well, what else could he have expected by marry marrying someone that pretty? Like was he expecting to be intellectually stimulated? Oh Damn. my god. I know. Oh my god! In the Damn. in the movie, I well even in the book before because I because I like I said I met them before I lost my book. Um, <laughs> I I felt like she almost was like, oh haha, I don't care. Like she was like in on the joke that he didn't like her. I didn't get that as much from the movie, but in the book, it felt like to the parts that I read. Anyway, it felt like yeah, it felt like. It felt like they hated each other, but that she didn't like that. She knew that he didn't like her and she didn't really like him either. And everything was cool. Beans. I wasn't sure if if like Jane Austen was implying that she was too stupid to understand that her husband hated her. Mm. Like that was just their relationship dynamic. Because I think like also when you're like being, you know, like she's always hosting or she's always like entertaining. So it's just like. 
whatever. Like he doesn't really care, but she's she just has to save face for whatever, you know. It made me think of like like the fifties, mm-hmm. the nineteen fifties, and how she's just like, well, I'm just gonna have my Tupperware party over here. You go do you, boo. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, it on our notes it says that the we've said the ver the most important character for last the 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 main character that has truly ran rampant in the lives of these people and that's money baby <laughs> money 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 it's i wish because they were so specific on I the amount take this of money off. <laughs> uh, because they were so specific at the amount of money that people had like to their name i i i really wanted to run like a okay what's what's 100 pounds in 1770 like how much is that today today <laughs> but, I don't think, right. but i don't think there's enough historical information to actually like <laughs> convert that convert yeah. that inflation rate yeah I also just thought it was weird that they just casually knew what everyone in their life made. Yeah. And like what, how yeah. much each, like, was there a record somewhere of like, this is how much I, this person well, has to their name. Like, you know how, sorry, you go Catherine. Oh, I was just saying, uh, my thing was like, do they do anything? Like, are they all just like straight chilling? No, I think like, it's just money that just keeps getting passed down and down from like Dukes. I don't know. <laughs> Mrs. So we know that I think Robert Ferrars, I think we know was a lawyer. Someone was a lawyer. I know that Mr. Palmer was running to be MP parliament. He had had been MP. Mm. Isn't that what Mrs. Palmer said that he had been the the MP? I can't, I, I don't know if he was running for reelection, but right. He was, he was, yeah, but it was from, for most of the characters, it was just like, like, sir, what is Sir John doing other than trying to lure people into his home? Got me. That was his main character trait was, do you want to come over to my house for dinner? Oh, my God. He was pretty funny, though. In the book, that was hilarious. That he would be and like, it, we maybe, can't have maybe a fan- without you. Maybe Fanny was right then to, like, treat him like a child because he kind of was <laughs> maybe and then his his like long-suffering wife is there like you can't throw a party on two hours notice and he's like it's fine he's like, and she's like me, dear <laughs> oh my god right oh that's right i mean and that's the one that sold them the cottage right so he yeah. was fully like please come to my house i will sell it to you for a very good price you just have to be here all the time yeah like wild yeah i think like it it goes back to that conversation that we had of like because it is it's almost like there's a finite amount of money and like the women have to kind of like keep the flow of it or like know where it goes because there's only so little of it that like um that ends up being kind of like the biggest uh thing that they trade over or like they kind of like that's how they acquire power over other people is like how much if i marry you then i get this amount blah 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 so yeah the dowries the dowries couldn't be me yeah couldn't relate <laughs> no dowry i do you. homie there was a moment when Willoughby was like confessing his sins. I did like that he was basically like, I like to surround myself with rich people. I mean, fair. I mean, I don't have, I don't have enough money. So I surround myself with rich people. Fair. Also the big, this was truly the biggest red flag where he was like, I'm going to give you a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then fucking Eleanor had to be like, Marianne. Eleanor was like, there is nowhere to keep a horse in our tiny ass cottage. What do you mean he's giving you a horse, girl? (laughs) (laughs) And Marianne's like, we'll keep it in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) That is classic fuckboy behavior of like, I'm going to give you everything just to keep that, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that so that they need you. 
Mm-hmm. That and was truly the biggest red it. flag. No. And then not even have anything. What a turd. What an ass. <laughs> Which sucks because in the movie he's very handsome. So. But I will is say she... Hugh Grant in the movie is very handsome too. And I think that's why I like know. if I didn't if I didn't have the movie in my mind of like who was who, I would have been like Edward, I mean I, I sure. I mean I guess it's nice to have someone that's so fine. <laughs> Like it's something you'd never have to worry about, I guess. Uh, wow. Okay, any last lingering thoughts about Sense and Sensibility? Can I, and you can cut this out if it makes the episode too long or not, but sure. I just, I really want to share my favorite Eleanor moments. Absolutely. Please, Please do. Because some of them were so vicious. So, um, so at one point, Edward goes to Barton to visit the the Dashwoods mm-hmm. and Marianne like is like first time he visits yes and Marianne is like oh I'm sure no one appreciates our old home the way that I did oh it's it's completely lost on them and Eleanor is just like well not everybody loves dead leaves the way that you do Marianne <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay um Love and. That. Um, and the part when Lucy is confessing that she's engaged to Edward and mm-hmm. she's like crying and like patting her eyes with a handkerchief. And Jane Austen wrote, Eleanor wasn't feeling very sympathetic at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, after the party, when Willoughby ices Marianne, um, Eleanor wakes up at like dawn the next day and she sees that Marianne is sitting by the window desperately like writing a letter and she's like should I even ask and Mary Marianne's like no (laughs) and goes back to the letter (laughs) okay and then and so then like right after that she finds out that Willoughby is like you know engaged and she's like crying and wailing and is and Eleanor is like can you please keep it together because you're embarrassing me <laughs> and my mother. Like she never for some reason throughout the entire book she never says our mother. She always says my mother. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just love that she was like you're embarrassing me, keep it together. Yeah. Um I already mentioned when Eleanor, um, when Willoughby shows up and Eleanor sees him and turns around and walks the other way. Love that. Um, And then I also can't get over how savage she was for just like dragging Lucy along, making her think that they were friends. She was supporting her. I know. And it's like every single time that Lucy and her sister shows up, Eleanor's like, oh God, not this bitch again. Please don't leave me alone with them. But then she's like, Yes, and she's like, I just need to know more about my crush. And she, I just can't get over like how juvenile she is about like, well, he only likes her because she's pretty, and it's like, okay, men are like that sometimes, (laughs) sweetie. That's good luck because that's kind of like their main thing. (laughs) I also liked when, um, okay, you were talking about Lucy. Oh, I liked when Lucy was like so do you know like anything about, and it was, uh, Mrs. The Ferris. mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Ferris. And, and she's like, Nope, never met her. Nope. Don't know who that is. No idea. <laughs> I was like cold. Yeah. And then Lucy is like, I know it's so random. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> yep. Lucy was oh a piece God. of work too. Lucy I mean, was really a piece I'm, of not gonna get, I'm not going to get into it, but she was also a piece of Lucy- work. Lucy, it was just like you can clearly be like she doesn't have a lot of friends you know and she doesn't get out much i will she say has this secret, ugly she sister does not want to be a secret she does not yeah. she has a secret but she wants to tell everybody she wants to tell absolutely absolutely um my favorite sister moment is actually from margaret when she was fully like uh when she was fully just like well you know eleanor likes someone so yes. just like and Eleanor's actually super obsessed with someone right now too and his you know his name starts with F so he she is just so pretty, you know just so you know she's pretty fucking like in like stupid for this kid and Eleanor's literally just like will you shut the fuck up for real Mary Ann too like I feel like Mary Ann got like unreasonably angry and I'm like she's not spilling your shit Mary Ann like, I know literally <laughs> somebody else's shit I 
do I do appreciate Marianne though because like even when they think that Edward got married to Lucy and they find that out and Marianne bursts into tears and leaves the room. <laughs> That's the thing when you're just like when you're just like something happened to you but like obviously like your sister is feeling the emotions for you like I feel like Eleanor's just like okay great. <laughs> I don't have to worry about Got that. It. She's doing it for me. So yeah, and in the movie, she was like, "I mean, you tried to tell me." <laughs> like she was like, "I'm not uh, mad at him. He tried to tell me. I just yeah, we just didn't have time. It's all good. Whatever." Oh my god, <laughs> she's very just, chill about it. So funny, these girls. I mean, that's what you thing, get. <laughs> and then I swear I'm done. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> please. I just I think like the story itself is so funny, and that's what, like is, I didn't yeah. have. I didn't have fun like necessarily in the act of reading it but like talking about it is so funny so Catherine the other thing that happened when Willoughby went and he's explaining himself to Eleanor yes and he's Mm -hmm. explaining himself to Eleanor he's like do you understand how many times I had to avoid you when you were in London he was like I he was like I was on a state of constant alert I had to slip into so many shops to avoid your notice and he also says because he like leaves a note for them when they're not there he's like I purposely sat outside Mrs. Jennings house and waited until you left to go and leave that note (laughs) oh my god Jesus. I will I will say uh, a, another sleigh for Mrs. Jennings where she was just like you're so pretty too though so it's like don't worry about him like oh yeah she's a fish in the sea she's yeah. like there's she's other like, men girl you're like the prettiest girl in Barton she's like, like he's a douche he's a douche about him. fuck him <laughs> and then was, I think it was Mrs. Palmer who went fully like I've never met this man but I swear I hate this man and I yes, will never yes. I will never let him in at my parties I'm like girl you, you don't have to it, it is not any of your she's business a fan. <laughs> she's a fan she's like Marianne I got you Marianne I don't know this man and I will never know now because he sucks but, um <laughs> Sir John's wife, Lady Middleton, when she's like, listen, Mm. I don't approve of what Willoughby did, but his wife is very well connected. So when they do get married, I will be writing them a note of congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. These people. My God. You're right. This needs to be made into like a modern, like we need a clueless. But with this, because I would like that. Yeah, yes. totally. Like definitely in like modern setting, um, mm-hmm. and just like yeah, like just like bickering and mess. Like I want, I want the letters to be DMs. That's how I pictured it. Like when, yes. when, when I mean, did you see me? Did you see when, me just texting mm-hmm. earlier as Sir John? When, yeah. When Same. Marianne, when when Willoughby was like, I'm sending back the letters that you sent me, and they fully like started from like hey i'm gonna be in london so it would be so awesome to see you i know i'm sending this super late so i probably won't see you tonight but if you like it would be so cool to see you tomorrow and then it's like so it's tomorrow and i still haven't seen you and then the last one is fully like why are you avoiding me it's like the huge giant blue bubble and then he just responds to yes. Okay. <laughs> just like a giant blue just or, or like a thumbs up reaction. Not yeah. even the K. Like a Yes. Up. Yes. It's so funny. When I was red. listening to it on the audiobook, I was like, this literally reads like a crazy like text back of like, Yeah, totally. You just wanted to make sure that you were okay and blah blah blah. You made it okay. And so just I'm here. So if like you happen to be here, like maybe cool to see you. Very reminiscent of uh, the pilot of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, very, when very she that moved, energy. When she moves to California, because Marianne does say, she's like, well, the only reason I went to London was to see Willoughby. Yeah. Girl, Next you're level. in London. You are in London. Go out. The town. <laughs> Do it something. It took me a while to, to understand that when they were like, will you be in town? That they meant London. Yeah, yeah. In town, right. Right bless well the the dashwoods definitely kept us entertained for many reasons (laughs) and you know what we all got through we all got through the story the many ways one way or another one way or another we figured it out so uh very happy that we all uh dove into jane austen together 
So that was a yeah. fun yes. adventure. Even, even though it was not, even though it is not my genre, I am glad that I, that I gave it a try. And I, um, somebody else actually told me when I told them I was reading Sense and Sensibility and it was my first Jane Austen, she was like, it's mm-hmm. not my favorite. You should have read Emma. I was like, oh, yeah. When I told my coworkers, they were like, "Do the audiobook." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. you got it." Yeah. Well, that uh, puts a a bow on our conversation about the the three Dashwoods. Next month, dear listeners, if you look in your calendars, when we will be reading this book, it'll be during the Halloween time. So, a for nice next month. We will have a nice quick read. We will be reading Carrie by Stephen King. <gasps> so finally, Catherine's yeah. like, finally. I had to My sit, genre. I had to sit through these three girls. No. And now. <laughs> I have no complaints. We've read Jurassic Park. I ended up loving the Hercule Poirot book. Yeah. I like the book Peters. I have no complaints. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I have no complaints. But I am excited because I love Stephen King. And I have never read a Stephen King, so this will be my first Me either. I don't think I've even seen a Stephen King movie, so Uh, I know. This, okay, the we'll talk about it, but I I think this would also be a good opportunity after reading it, because I've heard it as a quick read, that you could also watch the movie, just to kind of like, even though the movie is like more of a camp classic in a way that like it's Mm -hmm. camp that they went so hard of like, it's so serious that sometimes it doesn't really work. Um, You're talking about the remake, right? <laughs> no, I haven't no. seen the remake. I've never I've even seen, seen, the, only seen the original one. Yet. I've only I've, seen the Sissy Spacek. It's been a long. It'll time. be Sissy Spacek or nothing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So the, next month, dear uh, dear readers, we will be reading Carrie by Stephen King. Carrie White may be picked on by her classmates, but she has a gift. She can move things with her mind. Doors lock, candles fall. This is her power and her problem. Then, an act of kindness, as spontaneous as the vicious taunts of her classmates, offers Carrie a chance to be normal, until an unexpected cruelty turns her gift into a weapon of horror and destruction that no one will ever forget. (gasps) So you can grab a copy of that book and all of the books that we've read in the Ampleverse bookshop. If you purchase a book there, it not only helps the Ampleverse, but also a local bookstore in your area. So click the link below. That's at bookshop.org slash shop slash the Ampleverse. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening along to the Ampliverse Book Club. You can find and follow us on social media at the Ampliverse on Twitter and Instagram. And you can keep the conversation going across the Ampliverse by joining the Discord server that's linked on this episode. Finally, if you love the show and the others we do here, feel obliged to tip a dollar or two. You can on our Kofi that's also linked on the episode, which helps keep the light on, keep the lights on in our universe. Catherine, Catherine, my dear Catherine, my dear Ali. <laughs> Thank you so much Ali for Noor. joining. Ali Noor, thank you so much for joining us on this conversation of sense and sensibility. Thank you everyone for joining our book club and we'll see you again next month. Until then, read on. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.